Welcome to a special edition of Sacred City Vision Drip Podcast. Today we are talking about Thanksgiving. And this may seem familiar to you if you've already read the post uh, that was sent out, the message that was sent out on Church Center. Uh, it might seem familiar to you. I'm going to add a little bit of commentary as we go here. But in its original format, this was a message that was sent out to Sacred City Moline. But I wanted to put it out here, uh, read it to you, and add some extra thoughts and commentary uh, to help make it more convenient to you. So buckle up, settle in, and let us get going on this Thanksgiving edition of Vision Drip. Regardless of the decor currently adorning your home, and I say that because right now in the Schmidt household, our Christmas tree is up, which is not something we typically do. We typically wait till the Saturday after Thanksgiving to go all ham with the Christmas decorations, but this year we decided to start a little bit early. So with that said, we've got the Christmas decorations up, and regardless, this week family and friends will travel and gather around the table to celebrate Thanksgiving. Now, this is something you're probably very aware of. Kids got some extra days off of school. You're making travel plans. You're busy in the kitchen. You get it. And, and you're probably even, you know, game planning for your Black Friday. You know, what you're going to get, right? Because that's what goes along with Thanksgiving now. Uh, but what you may not be aware of is that Thanksgiving is a uniquely American holiday, one that is deeply rooted in the Christian tradition. The Plymouth colonists who came to the New World searching for religious liberty were keenly aware that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. That's James 1.17. Because of this reality, they gathered together with their Wampanoag friends to give thanks to the Almighty God for the first time in 1621. Now, what you may not realize is this this feast, this Thanksgiving banquet that, that sort of is cartoonized in our minds, um, did not happen as soon as they got off of the, the Mayflower. Um, in fact, it didn't happen for a couple years after their arrival to the free world, the new world. Um, and the fact that they had a Thanksgiving is a, a testament to the goodness and provision of God in bringing them through some very, very difficult times and allowing them to sit down and share a meal together uh, with those who had ventured over from across the ocean uh, and to those who had received them so warmly here in the States. Now, George Grant, I'm going to make a recommendation here. I'll share some links in this podcast. Um, But George Grant has done a a wonderful three-part series uh, on the significance of Thanksgiving. there's He gets into his, some historical stuff that goes back even before they came over across the ocean about why why they needed to or, or sort of the mess that was there that prompted them or and stirred their desires to move and, and have not just a freedom to worship how they wanted, but a freedom to, to um, live life as worship as the scriptures articulate to do. Uh, and so... Early on in this stage of this voyage over here, 
there were actually supposed to be two ships that came across the ocean. There was a Mayflower and there was another one. I can't think of its name right now. But if you listen to that George Grant podcast I'm going to tell you about, you'll find out all about it. But they were supposed to have two ships come across, and as they're they're piling into these two vessels, uh, they realize they get going and realize that one of them is taking on water very quickly, and so they they turn back around and they get everybody off the ship, um, and they they decide, hey, we cannot go forward with two ships; we can only take one. And so, uh, what happened was they um, some people crammed into the Mayflower. Uh, and they made the voyage, but there were some other people that stayed behind. Now, one of the things that you may also not realize is the vast majority, I think it's 98% of the people who are on um, the Mayflower, all were members of the same church. They were all Christians who were desiring to have this freedom of religion, this freedom of, of religious expression within life. And so this is what was driving their quest to come over to uh, the, the what will eventually become the United States. Um, and so they, they came across. It was a difficult, already off to a rough start. They got here, and then it was a couple years of really difficult work. I mean, they're trying to carve out a home for themselves um, in, the, in, in the rugged frontier, um, building homes, creating a, a society, an economy, um, working together to develop things that would allow for them to expand and to multiply and to grow as time, uh, uh, time elapsed. And what they found was that um, it was really hard. They, they experienced famine and sickness and just a, a lot of difficulty with, within dealing with weather conditions, things of that nature. And so it, it was a really tough go for them. Um, in fact, one of the things that uh, George Grant highlights in, in this is that there was a stage where uh, they were facing such severe famine that all they could could ration out to each person was five kernels of corn. That's all that they could have, five kernels of corn. And yet for those five kernels of corn, they gave thanks and God continued to bless them and provide for them until they were able to sit down and have, have this nice banquet or you know what we call Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks. Um, and so that, that's kind of the original story of Thanksgiving, driven by Christian desire, uh, a desire for, for Christian uh, freedom of religion, um, driven by a, a desire to establish a Christian society. Um, but it came through a lot of hard um, and agonizing work, so much so that they lost about 50% of the people that came over. In the first two years, they lost about half of the people uh, on, that came across on the Mayflower due to sickness or that famine. So it was a really hard go. And God continued to bless them and provided for them and gave them all kinds of, of sustenance. And, and then they were able to have a harvest. And, and with that harvest, they gave thanks to God. They, they invited everyone to the table um, and shared this meal of thanksgiving, praising God for what he has done and how he has provided for his people. Now, there has been something that's happened um, o- over the last several decades where the... the um, that story, in its truest sense, in its un- unadulterated version, um, has been sort of um, has been sort of dumbed down, um, and I mean that this, I, I'm because I never heard about how how the Christian faith drove. Um, and I went to school in the '90s. I was in public school in the '90s. How the Christian faith was really driving uh, the the settlers. I I'd never heard. I probably heard of it, but I never spent time studying the Mayflower Compact, and which is a document that is significant. By the way, if you ever get a chance to to look it up, I would just check out that document. It's it's, it's genius, and it's full of of. Um, Christian language, right? It makes it very clear uh, what they were trying to do. Anyway, with that, this whole 
the the unadulterated version of Thanksgiving has has been uh, compromised, um, and and whether it's dumbed down or made more palatable for secular ears or whatever it's meant to be, um, we we are now kind of left with the shell of what Thanksgiving was intended to be. We have we have um, shifted away from. Uh, well, here's what here's how it's been summarized. I would summarize it in this: um, over the last several decades, there's been an attempt to secularize Thanksgiving by insisting on a mere spirit of thankfulness. J- just this idea that you know I'm going to I'm going to have a heart posture of thankfulness rather than directing that thankfulness, which I'm there for creating a spirit of thankfulness. I, I think that's a biblical thing that we had, but a spirit of thankfulness is meant to be directed toward the giver of all good gifts. And so to go along uh, with this truncated version of Thanksgiving uh, or, or even the secular version of thankfulness, it's not only disingenuous to the nature of Thanksgiving, which was which was about God. It was about God's provision and God's care for his people. Um, so it's not only disingenuous to the nature of Thanksgiving, it is a profane act of theft to deny the Lord his thanks, Proverbs 30, 19. This is what Thanksgiving uh, is meant to be. It's it's meant to be a giving to God uh, all of our thanks. And now we have a duty, uh, not just as Christians, but all people have a duty before God to give thanks to Yahweh for all of his blessings and provisions. And this is something that is very clear in President George Washington's Thanksgiving Proclamation of 1789. Now, this is something that Pastor Justin shared with uh, the Davenport congregation, and I wanted to share this with you too because this is awesome. This is incredible because a lot of people think, well, the United States was never a Christian nation or, or Christianity was sort of an afterthought of of what's going on here in the, in the Americas, and that is that is so far uh, from the truth. And, and documents like this uh speak to that. They attest to that reality. So let me read to you this proclamation. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore... I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next to be devoted by the people of these United States to to the service of that great and glorious being, capital B, who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the nation, national one now lately instituted. 
for the civil and religious liberty with which all are blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of the nations and beseech to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and the practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best." given under my hand at the city of New York the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, President George Washington. Fascinating. Could you imagine a document like that coming off of the White House desk today? Wouldn't that be something? Uh, To acknowledge God, to acknowledge Jesus as the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Almighty God. Uh, I just, man, I long for that day. I, I hope that that would become uh, the case as as our, our the heart of our soul or the heart of the heart and soul of our nation uh, surrenders to the lordship of Jesus. Um, anyway, fascinating, absolutely fascinating piece of of history. Um, and like I said, I was going to share some links here with you or, or where you can find some stuff that, that continues to, to dive deeper into uh, this Thanksgiving story. And I, I would recommend to you a three-part series um, from a couple of years ago um, that, that was done by Dr. George Grant on his po- podcast that's called The Stand Fast Cast. Um, I highly recommend listening to them as you travel this Thanksgiving, exposing your children to it. Uh, give them the full story of Thanksgiving, a full pr- appreciation for for what this holiday means. Um, you can find that, I, I believe, on iTunes, or you can go to his website. I believe it's georgegrant.net, and you can find his podcast. You'll have to scroll down a little bit because it is a couple years old, um, but they're so good. And so I just encourage you to, to go through, uh, give them a listen. And, uh, and let your heart be filled with thanksgiving, this thanksgiving holiday, um, and giving that thanks to God. So let us praise God from whom all blessings flow. I love you guys. I'm giving thanks for you. Um, it's a great joy and privilege to be pastor of Sacred City Moline, um, and I'm very grateful for each and every one of you. So I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>